Hello, I'm Dan. And I'm Elle. We are both current drama students at XT Uni and would like to welcome you to the fifth episode of the podcast list. Today, we'll be chatting about all things performance with a focus around dance and costume. So without waiting, let's start today's episode. This week joining our cast list is Rachel Holderness. Rachel is also seen to be a second year drama student and she's also studying English. To start things off, how is everyone doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm good. Managing to still stay busy, which is nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've started a new job in the last week, which is exciting. Nice. Working with the uni to move and make sure all the online stuff next year is good. So that's exciting. Yeah. How are, you, how are you doing, Elle? I'm fine, yeah, just staying busy. I'm making making dinner for the family after this, so I've got some backup frozen pizzas in the oven for when I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's great you can be with us today, Rachel, and hopefully it will be a nice episode or 30 minutes-ish. I was lucky enough to meet you, I think, on my first night in Exeter, which was very exciting. Yeah. Um, and Elle has obviously mentioned it, but can you tell us a bit about how you found doing a joint honours degree with drama? Yeah, sure. Um, I really liked the mix between both drama and English. Like drama, obviously, we started with acting and not acting, which you've spoken about in your other podcasts a bit, but like... For me, that was like a really good way to like introduce myself to everyone and like meet everyone else and make friends. Whereas in English, we didn't really have, obviously, because it's a completely different thing. We had seminars and lectures, but we didn't have any like practical things. So it was really nice to get that close connection with the drama students, which you didn't really get in the same way with English. I had to like find other ways to make friends with the people in English. So yeah, that was a nice mix for me and also like when I was applying to uni I originally was just looking for like English literature degrees because I couldn't find anything that was like the right like mix between what I wanted so then when I found like the mix between the modules and the freedom you have to like do exactly what you want is really good because for me I'm not like doing drama to become an actor I'm, I want to be like a writer or a journalist or something so I was there purely to like get my English degree but with a more like focus on theatre and drama and stuff without actually wanting to be a performer so for that reason it's a really good course for me. Nice. Another thing that was really nice even though with R&P for example that wasn't a module you did but it was really nice that I know you definitely came along and saw my group's um, performance and it was just really nice even though you weren't involved in that module there was still such a close-knit sense between the whole drama cohort in a way. Yeah it's such a tight-knit like little family drama. I think I went to see all of them apart from one of the R&Ps. It's just nice because you hear everyone like in your seminars and stuff talking about what they've been doing in their practical module and you're like oh that sounds so cool so being able to actually have the opportunity to go and see it was really nice. Mm. So we're now at a bit of a weird in-between point with lockdown as we're almost going back to normal. How have you been staying busy during lockdown at the moment? 
Um, at the beginning of lockdown, lockdown, like when it was really restricted, I just it was a lot of baking, <laughs> a lot of like. I mean, I got a dog for Christmas, which you guys know. So it was really nice to me and my family to like actually stay at home and spend the time with the dog because I was gonna miss like those beginning months of her growing up. But luckily. I get to see her grow, which is nice. But now, um, I mean, my local cinema has just opened up and they've like spaced all the seats out. So there's only like a really restricted amount of people that can go in and they're doing five pound tickets for like old films that are being re-shown. So I'm going to see Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part two tomorrow with my sister, which is going to be fun. But yeah, apart from that, like it's just been I know, like, reading. I've done loads of, like, online dance classes at home. So it's just trying to find new ways to entertain yourself. Yeah. That leads them really well to our next segment, <laughs> as it is. Um, and it would be a bit weird to have you and have a ch have you on and chat with you and not talk about dance. You've been quite heavily involved at Exeter with the Dance Society, but we assume that you've been dancing for your whole life kind of thing. Can you tell us a bit more about that before you came to uni? Yeah, sure. Um, I think I started like baby ballet when I was like three, as a lot of kids do. Um, and I just did that like for years and years, just for fun. And then my sister wanted to start, I think she started like modern classes at a different dance school. And then as she got more involved there, um, she got invited onto what that dance school calls like the company, which is basically just like a performance team or a competition team. And she got invited into all of that stuff. So I kind of just joined that dance school because she did. And then like, I started joining all the classes. And then before I knew it, I was doing ballet, tap, modern, jazz, all of all of that stuff. And then when I was 11, I joined the company as well. And so we did like all sorts of competitions. Um, I think we did like county, regional, national and world championships over my time there. And then like we had shows every four years. It was like a lot. We did a lot of training. It was so much fun. And like most of my best friends from home are all from that dancing. So yeah, it was amazing. It like made my childhood. <laughs> That's great. And looking at Exeter as well, you've been part of the Dance Society there this year. Um, are we right in saying you've been part of a range of performances with them traveling across the country for dance competitions? Can you tell us yeah. some of your favorite moments from that? So um, with Dance Talk, there's two like different kind of not organizations but like there's the performance team and then there's the competition team um and they both hold like auditions at the beginning of the year so i auditioned for the competition team and i got on for um i was on the jazz competition team and the contemporary cont competition team and we went to sheffield uni manchester uni and cardiff uni and we competed there which was so fun it was really nice to like get to rehearse with a group of new girls and like because I'd been dancing with the same people since I was like 11 so yeah getting to dance with the new team was awesome and like we now really close-knit friends which is really nice 
I just like getting to go to these other unis and meeting all these other dancers. It was so supportive and so fun. It's just, it's really good. Yeah. And as we mentioned a while back when we were speaking to you, your involvement isn't stopping going into second year, is it? We're, are we right in thinking you're jazz coach next year on Dance Up Committee? Yeah, I'm jazz coach for next year, which should be fun. We don't really know exactly because of Corona what is going to happen, mm -hmm. but if it's anything like it was last year, it should be really fun. Like last year's role would be like teaching the beginners and the advanced classes and then like choreographing the competition team and making all of that. So hopefully we can do all of that next year and then it'll be really fun. I'm excited to have like a more like, I've never been able to like choreograph my own piece or anything like for a big group of people. So that will be a really cool opportunity to be able to actually have something that's my own. Yeah. yeah. So before we chat about Theatre at Exeter, we really want to ask you about Disney. Uh, during your gap year, you achieved a lot of people's childhood dream as you became a cast member at Disneyland Paris. Can you tell us what that was like and some of your favourite memories? Yeah, so that was a really spontaneous decision for me. Like, I, I when did I audition? I auditioned. I'd already done my A-levels. It was in the summer between, we hadn't got our results yet. And I was just like on the Disney auditions website. And I saw that there was an audition in London. And I said to my sister, I was like, let's just go and see what it's like. Um, and then two weeks later, I was interrailing and I was in Venice when I got an email that was like a contract offer. And I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> and so I accepted it. And then I called my mum and I was like, um, so I'm going to Paris. And she was like, but what about uni and your A-levels? And I was like, that can all wait. Like, I haven't got my grades yet. I might not even get in. But then I did get in. Um, so I had to contact the uni and be like, please let me defer. And then they did. So, I, yeah, I went in the January of 2019. The most amazing experience ever. It was so magical. Um, it was just like getting to work so closely with all the guests and like creating such amazing memories like there was one time um i got to be involved with, like an engagement which was really cool i didn't know it was happening either so i just it just like happened and i was like oh wow okay we're going with this it was just so cool every day was different um and just working in that park was amazing like walking in and hearing the music and seeing the castle and everything it's just so magical and like being able to go into the city all the time i had two days off a week where I'd like normally go into the city or like stay in the local area and hang out with my friends. And you just, it was amazing. It was so fun. We're moving on now to our next part of the episode and we're going to touch in and have a chat about Exeter and some of the things that take place within the theatre Exeter world. One project that you were involved in was Footlight's big musical, The Northcott Ghost. Your role was within the costume team as costume assistant. Was this something that you'd done before? And how did you find working on such a big show within your first term at uni? Um, I'd never worked on an actual like production in like a costuming role before. Um, I did textiles at school, like from year seven onwards. And then I did it for A-level and GCSE. So that was where I got my like sewing skills from. 
but I'd never had the opportunity to make costumes and design costumes for a production. So like originally I auditioned to be in Ghost but didn't get in. So then when I went and I found out that there were all these like production roles that were available, I was like, the best way to get involved when you don't get in. It was amazing like seeing from a different standpoint like just everything every part of the production and how it all came together yeah costuming was really cool and um stan was the director and every meeting we'd go to he had all these visions of exactly how he wanted the show to be and we'd like discuss like how to bring it to life and then being able to like come to the next rehearsal like with things that we'd made and stuff that we'd done to make his vision a reality was really cool because then he'd be like oh my god that's so cool and it was just a really fun different like part of the production to be involved with and like even in the shows um we would stand in the wings and like help with the quick changes and stuff and like any last minute like repairs and so I'd be like standing watching through the wings getting to see the show I remember I could see you, Dan, through the wing yeah. one day when you came to watch. That was I so funny. You having a little dance as well <laughs> towards the end. Yeah, it was because we the band was like on the stage, so the music was so loud, and we were there like rocking out to Ghost. <laughs> it was so good. Mm. Yeah, but I really recommend like for anyone starting at Exeter, like even if you don't want to audition or if you audition and you don't get in, production team is a really cool way to get involved and get to know everyone. And just to learn how the whole process works, because for me, I'd never, like, I danced and I was in, like, school productions, but I'd never been in a musical or involved in a musical. And definitely not anything of that scale, because it was, like, a big Northport show. So it was a really good way to learn the ropes and see how everyone's role plays a part, like, especially in, like, the big meetings, and it'd be everyone coming together, and you'd get to hear, like, what the staging team had done and what the lighting and all of that stuff. It was really like nice to see it all come together as one big project. Another thing that you've thrown yourself, pardon the pun, into this year is Drama Sock Netball um, or DSN, becoming a regular player and even the coveted player of the year um, <laughs> in the first year Drama Sock has got involved. Um, I can't describe how excited I am to get back involved next year. Um, can you tell us? a bit more about what playing for drama sock intramural netball involved and how you found it yeah drama sock and netball where to begin that was <laughs> honestly every week i would look forward to the sundays when we would have drama sock netball i know that izzy would like post on the facebook page and be like at like whatever o'clock i don't know what time it was she'd post it and she'd be like, sign up, like, first come, first served. And every single time I was on there, I was like, I'm going, I'm going. Like, as soon as they released it, mm -hmm. it was honestly so much fun. Like, I'd played netball very little before uni. And so I think it was a nice way to get involved in sports without having to have that pressure on actually being good because we lost many games <laughs> but it was hilarious and we like we made our own tactics and we started to improve we got yeah, very yeah. competitive mm, very competitive so yeah. fun to play like it was a good way to hang out with your friends but also get some exercise in like people would go to the pub afterwards it's just so much fun 
the real laugh. I really can't wait to start again. Fingers yeah. crossed that it happens with Corona about, but mm-hmm. hopefully it will. I mean, yeah. if football's back, why not drama sock netball? <laughs> Exactly. I mean, I've already put it in the budget for the year. <laughs> Into Mural, that's one of the first things I was told to put in there is drama sock netball. It's so good. Good. Oh, but we'll be back at uni in less than two months, which is so exciting. Is there any one thing that you're particularly looking forward to seeing or doing when you get back, Rachel? Oh gosh, I'm just so excited to just see the campus, see my friends, see you guys. Um, if nights out can happen of course cheesies any any time like if that can happen i'll be there but yeah just to see everyone and be in exeter because exit is beautiful and it's amazing i can't wait to come back So now we're going to check in with a few things that maybe we've been watching or listening to and any recommendations of things to do, particularly in lockdown. But now we've got a bit more free time as it is. So keep on with our recommendations. So to start off, I think Elle's got one this week. Yeah, my recommendation for the week is the Knee High Cookbook. Um, For anyone who doesn't know, Knee High is a theatre company Um, And we've spoken about Emma Rice on the (laughs) podcast before, but um, she used to be one of the creative directors for Nehigh. I love their work. And they have, um, if you just Google Nehigh Cookbook, it'll bring up their website. It's free to sign up and start to pay. And it just gives you like pictures, videos, um, texts on just how they create their pieces. And their... um, devising process is so interesting and so unique it's such a good thing to look at even if their style of theatre isn't something that you're particularly interested in it's so interesting to see like how they work on ideas and like where they work and what they work with it's just not like anything I've sort of seen or heard about before so um the knee-high cookbook I would really recommend free to sign up and definitely have a look at that Dan what's your recommendation so Only this week, um, Exeter Uni's Shakespeare Company have started a new project which is entitled The Shakespeare Stories, I think, and it involves them reading adaptations of Shakespeare's work written by Andrew Matthews and Tony Ross. Um, They're doing it in aid of the Globe Theatre, so trying to raise money alongside this. And this week they released their reading of A Midsummer Night's Dream, and I'm sure there's many more to come as well. Um, It's also for those that are studying at Exeter at the moment, it's full of familiar faces that are our fellow students um, with this first episode. Um, And I can't wait to see more. I've watched a bit of The Midsummer Night's Dream and it seems really good. And to watch them, if you go to their Facebook page, you can see this week's and hopefully some of the more some of their more episodes which will come out of the stuff that you've been engaging with is there anything you'd recommend Rachel um on Disney plus I don't know if you guys have seen this but there's a documentary or a docu-series 
called it's Into the Unknown, The Making of Frozen 2. So amazing. Cool. Amazing. It's so cool. Basically, like, I think Jennifer Lee, she's the director and the writer of Frozen 2, and she also wrote um, Frozen 1 as well and directed it with Chris Buck. And it is just so cool to see how much work goes into the process of making that film and how much, like, oh, it's just... I can't even explain it. Like, you have to watch it. I watched Frozen 2 after watching that Doctor series, and I was just in awe. There's this one little clip where Elsa, like, runs up this hill and, like, slides on some ice, and they, like, focus in on it um, in the docuseries, and then you watch it in the film, and it's like, wow, that's literally, like, five seconds of the film, but this girl who was making that bit, she worked her butt off to make that, and it's just, it's amazing. It's so inspiring. There's a moment, isn't she recorded like running up a road and then she uses that in order to create authentic movements with Elsa. Yeah, she films herself and they do that as well with that song that um, Christoph sings with the um, reindeers and like, the, the reindeers are around him and there's like the guy like films himself singing and then copies his face to like, in, like for his inspiration for the reindeers. <laughs> so good. Oh. So this week another thing we've all been doing is nominating one person, performer or otherwise, as we do on every episode. Um, so to start us off, Rachel, who have you chosen and why? going to have to be Lin-Manuel Miranda because he's an actual legend. Like, Frozen, not Frozen, we're just talking about Frozen. <laughs> um, Hamilton, obviously, he's just a genius. But then, like, I don't know if you guys have watched or heard In the Heights, yeah. But that was his, he wrote that when he was at uni, I think, and then it went to Broadway and it's being made into, it's been made into a film. It was meant to come out this summer, but because of Corona, it's coming out next summer. Um, he's just an absolute genius and he is my insert in life. <laughs> oh, so clever. Like, I was watching Hamilton with my parents the other week. So my mum has been to see it with me, but my dad had never seen it. So as we were watching it, I was trying to explain to him, like, you see the man, the man that's playing Hamilton? He wrote this, all the words, all the music, he did it. And my dad could not wrap his head around that. He was like, well, I don't understand. How, how has he done that? And he's also singing and being Hamilton. I was like, I know, exactly, Dad. I know. I don't understand it either. <laughs> I wish I could do that. <laughs> I think there's another show, a shorter show. I think it's called 21 Chump Street or something. I haven't yeah. seen it but I think it's free on YouTube or something, written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah, it's 14 minutes long and it's one act. And it's the soundtrack is on Spotify as well. And it's so good. It's like based on this guy um, who like gets tricked by some fake police person and it's all really, really clever. Mm -hmm. um, I'll go with my recommendation next, or theatre inspiration which is the late, great Keith Harris, who was a ventriloquist, um, famous for his two main puppets, Orville the Duck and Cuddles the Monkey. And he released a song with Orville called I Wish I Could Fly. And when I was younger, he was a star of my local panto. And when I was growing up, I was a bit obsessed. Um, and I met him at Legoland once, once which was really exciting. 
and there's a couple of videos of him on YouTube from when he was performing with Orville and they're just a nice, for me anyway, they're a nice little remembrance almost back into childhood and I just thought I'd give him a shout out as a childhood hero kind of thing. Who's your person this week, Elle? My person, uh, sort of related to Rachel, sort of not. Uh, mine is Leslie Odom Jr., who is also in Hamilton. So he's Aaron Burr, but I'm recommending him not because of, partially because of Hamilton, but mainly because of his music, which I don't know if people know. If you search Leslie Odom Jr. on Spotify, he has his own album and a couple of his own singles, and I love his music. Um, it's just because I think I was listening to the Hamilton soundtrack and then it does the thing on Spotify you know where it stops and it does the playlist radio because like you'd listen to all the songs on the playlist and one of them was like this song is this and it was Leslie Adam Jr so if anyone's not listened to his music um aside from Hamilton I would really really recommend him as a person to have a look at because it's super good I'm so going to add on to that because Anthony Ramos, I think that's how you say his last name, he has an album as well. And there's this one song of that that my sister and I are obsessed with. And Liza Koshy is in the music video. Um, the song's called Relationship and it's an absolute tune. So let's go support those Hamilton cast and <laughs> <laughs> listen to their album because they're sick. So sadly, I think we're coming, coming towards the end of this episode, but thank you, Rachel, for spending some time with us both today. Thanks for having me. It's been really fun. It's been great chatting with you and a really nice way for all of us to stay somewhat connected with university and the norm. We'll be back with a new guest really soon, so please keep a lookout for our posts on social media. You can reach us on Instagram by searching for pod underscore cast list. Thank you for listening and have a great week. Bye. 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 <laughs>